Prince Harry says the First Amendment is bonkers. Gas is still not available in D.C. Stimulus checks and unemployment supplements make labor very scarce. Masks are off, but nobody will tell us what to do. Observations in a restaurant. Menu and service adjustments. And Alvin seeks a hobby. On this episode of The Check. If you've ever wondered about what goes on behind the scenes at restaurants, then you're in the right place. This podcast takes you inside the minds of restaurant owners, chefs, bartenders, servers, basically anyone who has anything to do with food, drink, or hospitality. I'm Brady Vixilio, owner of Steinhober's Restaurant in La Bella Italia on Laskin Road in Virginia Beach. Welcome to The Czech Podcast. I'm Alvin Williams, co-host of The Czech and owner of Cobalt Grill Restaurant at Hilltop in Virginia Beach. Welcome to our podcast. We'll be talking about restaurants, people who work in restaurants, the people who own restaurants, and the people who like to dine in restaurants. Alvin, what do you, what's going on with Harry? He said the First Amendment of the United States Constitution is bonkers. Is that the royal, like Harry? Yeah, your boy. <laughs> I, I, I can't speak for Harry. Um, it's been some time since I've talked to him, so I'm not sure what his, uh, his views have been lately. Not, not to mention, I haven't read the news in days either. I just found out about the gas right. thing. Well, he says that the First Amendment is bonkers. So, which is ironically or coincidentally, mm-hmm. um, why we left your country to start off with. One of them. One of the reasons. Oh, boy. Are we getting into that? Well, I mean, you have states, you have all the people from California. Mm-hmm. They say, well, we don't like the way California's run, so they move to Texas and then create these um, liberal strongholds like Austin. And Harry's left his country. Yeah. And then he comes here and he says, ah, oh, this First Amendment is bonkers. Well, so maybe he's just hinting that he wants to go back home. That's a good point. Yeah. Maybe that's all it is. It's a, it's a, it's a dog whistle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, it would appear that you're talking about those states. The state of Florida might be changing. I heard a lot of people are migrating to Florida and taking their politics with them, and it, it, it could soon change colors. It could. Any state could at any time, either way. I would have, would have all the, I mean, who are the people that are leaving New York, for example? I mean, I guess it's all the liberals is what you're saying. Where, where do the conservatives go? But, that's not what I'm saying. The conservative, I, I all just, six of them, I just, like we say. I just hear, and like I hear a lot of people are leaving California and moving to Austin, going yeah. to Texas. Oh, just all, oh, yeah, Austin's been a, a big destination for them. Yeah, it's, um, but California's had it tough with the, the wildfires and, and everything else. Another point of, I'm going to call it irony, mm-hmm. um, DC is out of gas. They're the they're the last people to get gas. Really? Yeah, they're still having problems with it. Wow. Well, they don't really need it there much anyway. You know, in a in, huh. in a city, they they got you know electric buses and they got trains and they got bicycles and you can never drive there anyway because if the president's moving around, they they block all the streets. So I'm not so worried about DC. Oh. I don't even think their restaurants are open yet. Are they? I don't know. Which is interesting because we've been talking about this as well. How do they know? I mean, how do we know what we're supposed to do? Just the other, what was it, Friday? Was it Friday or Thursday when the president went on TV? Thursday evening. Yeah. The president went on TV, said there's the CDC guidelines. The new CDC guidelines say there's no reason to wear a mask 
if you're vaccinated. I see. You're saying, how do we know what we do? What are the rules regarding restaurants and customers and interaction and masks and that kind of stuff? Well, Brady, I, I don't know what we do. Um, what I have heard is that it is up to the restaurant owners or, or business owners' discretion as to what they do regarding their customers and clients and guests. And that if those guests have been, or workers have been vaccinated, fully vaccinated with two shots, that they don't have to wear the masks anymore. I'm sure some restaurant owners are still going to require it and ask, ask for it. And that makes everybody feel safe. Um, but I'm sure some won't. I'm not sure what they said about the bars going back to normal yet with the bar stools. I think there's still a lot of information out there that's it's fuzzy. It's not clear. One of the first places that one might want to go for this sort of information would be uh, go to the, of course, you're going to Google it and see what's going on and, and maybe the Virginia Department of Health website. So I'm going to hand you a screenshot of what that looks like at this time. Virginia Department of Health, major information comes from the president on Thursday. Yeah. And the Virginia Department of Health website, just, you know, what I just handed you, what do you think about that? Well, still still vague. VDH is currently updating guidance for fully vaccinated people. Thank you for your patience. So they, they And then go on down. What's it say on the bottom? On the bottom here. Planned server maintenance on 515. <laughs> oh, so they're um, doing maintenance on their website. Major, probably the biggest announcement. Yeah. The most positive announcement, certainly. The biggest anu- announcement on the good side of this thing. And what does the Virginia Department of Health do? Well, they decide to update their website. So I think they're um, not posturing, but I think they're avoiding making any statements because maybe they don't know yet. All right. Check out the lead story on the National Restaurant Association website. Consumers ramped up their restaurant spending in April. Oh, that's good. That's good information for us restaurateurs in May. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because I think customers have ramped up their traffic and their spending. But but, but is that the biggest concern right now? On this day, Alvin? Well, obviously not. Uh, everybody, you know it's Alvin's day off. <laughs> this is my day off. <laughs> and I'm trying to keep my day off as light as possible. I know you're all ramped up and upset. So. <laughs> not upset. No, uh, Just had some observations. Yeah. You have more observations than Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. I don't think that's true, though. Well, what will your policy be at your restaurant? Well, you can't even engage I'll a policy yet because is. we don't. We we haven't been. I have a policy. Okay, what? masks are optional. If 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 you're vaccinated, based on my policy is 100 percent based on the president's announcement on Thursday. That if you have been vaccinated, then there is no need for you to wear a mask. Exactly. Now, how do we know who has been vaccinated and who has not been vaccinated okay. and who, who is protected? Okay, let me ask you this. Let me, okay, wait, wait, don't don't let's not let's go one question at a time because yeah. I'm not that smart. So how do we know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't been vaccinated? Yes. First of all, it's, it's, it's honor system, but that's, that's where your brain goes immediately. Mm -hmm. But I think the most important part is if somebody lies about their vaccination status, Mm -hmm. who does that affect? Well, it affects them because let's say you lie to me and you come into my restaurant and I've been vaccinated. And I lie and I say, I'm going to take my mask off. What's the problem there? Who, Who am I putting in jeopardy? Tell me. The other people who lied and have their masks off. So it's all the liars who are going to get 
who are going to be the, the 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 spreaders from now on. But yep. they're spreading amongst themselves, right? So as soon as they get the get the virus, guess what? They're vaccinated naturally. Yeah, but we still don't know a hundred percent. But there's not conclusive data. And so how do we know someone's vaccinated? All right, they say they're vaccinated. Who cares? So we're, so we're not going to ask them to break out vaccination right. cards. And who cares? You know, who cares? Because if yeah. they're va- if you're vaccinated, take off your mask. If you're not, leave it on. I told my employees, look, I generally know which one of you, which one of you have been vaccinated or had COVID because you've talked about it. Right. So, and I imagine there's some other ones that have been. Please be honest. If you haven't been vaccinated, wear your masks. If you have, feel free to take them off if you want. Now, if you say you've been vaccinated and one of my guests calls up and says, hey, I was in there Monday and I saw your unmasked server, server yeah. at the at the clinic on Tuesday, you know, getting the, getting their COVID shot. What gives? Uh, that's that's dishonesty, and they're gonna hey, they're gonna lose their job. Let me ask you this: Well, why it's in my head? So, what if a customer comes in, does not claim to be vaccinated, so wears a mask in through the front door because everyone's supposed to wear a mask, and he sits down, and then when they're sat down, they're allowed to remove their mask because they're supposed to eat. So what if this unvaccinated server is sitting down in the restaurant, have, having walked through with a mask on, sat down, removes the mask to eat, and then is served by someone has not been vaccinated? So that guest is now exposed to the server who has not been vaccinated. There's some debate there, too. It, I, I guess there's a potential transfer. Right. But I think how many cases overall have been traced back to restaurants? And I think there's a reason for the well, very few. I'll I'll, I'll answer that question. Okay. Yeah. And and I think the reason that most restaurants are very safe, as far as that they've had, although they've been we've been heavily restricted, we've also been one of the least likely places to get COVID. So one reason is we've been so heavily restricted. Yeah. The second reason I think, uh, or another reason, I'm not sure what the hierarchy is. But every restaurant that serves food that I know of has an exhaust fan. Yeah. So that exhaust fan, if, you know, supposedly there's supposed to be a a slightly negative air pressure in the kitchen where it pulls in fresh air from other parts of the restaurant. Right. But most restaurants have a very heavy negative air pressure in the kitchen because the makeup air fans just don't work that well or it makes your kitchen cooler to, you know, disconnect those or whatever. Right. And the, the airflow in a restaurant is so great on average that we just get so much fresh air. Whenever yeah. that door open, it's, it's a rush of fresh air. Not to mention our cleaning standards are high and you know, our, right. especially mean, since COVID, I mean, it's been right. Just awesome. Super. Right. So it's it's likely it's not likely that someone's gonna get it in restaurants, even though we restaurants have well, been spotlighted through this whole right. Well, whole it's thing. it's proven that it's not likely for people to get it in restaurants, but there are reports to the contrary also. Yeah, absolutely. That say that you you can get it in restaurants, and and case in point, um, I know of a spring break in Florida, uh, Miami, in particular. There was a lot of people out in restaurants. Having fun, reveling. I think it may have been younger people because it was spring break, and there were outbreaks. So, and and those stemmed from highly populated restaurants. So, 
I think it's it's twofold. Well, those are restaurants also that probably aren't following guidelines, which is is a, is one major part that restaurants aren't comp- might not be a commonplace. Mm-hmm. And another major point I think is that all restaurants have exhaust fans in their kitchens. Yeah, maybe some bars in Florida. I know that in Virginia, there's no there's no bars without food. Yeah, but maybe I'm sure other states have bars that wouldn't require an exhaust fan and just uh, pour liquor. And they may, I don't know what Florida is. And they could are. have just been indoor bars. I'm not even sure about outdoor. What's going on with outdoor events? And, and what are the rules now? How many people can we have at a, at a table uh, as a party? Do you know what the rules are as now? Because they, they're as always I understand changing. It, as I understand it, it's 250 people in an outside event. Okay. Inside, it's 10 people at one table. Oh, it's still just 10 six feet apart until i think there's a new guidance that comes out may i thought that had been lifted to 25 it could be it could be there i know there was one guidance that kind of slipped out and it was a an update and that sounds yeah. that sounds right okay actually what with after the last the the mask uh thing where they say that there's no reason to wear a mask if you're if you're vaccinated after that whole thing and the, the fact that i went and got vaccinated and, and it took me 20 minutes yeah. total um um, to, to get up on all the rules, we just got to wait for the um, the health department to fix their website. And they're slow to move. <laughs> their, their update. As soon as they get their update, we'll check on it and see if what laws we're breaking. Well, we're not breaking any laws. You know, we don't need them coming to the restaurant. <laughs> we're not breaking yeah, any no, laws. I was kidding. Okay, good. Yeah. So the transmission, you're going into a situation where the transmission chances are already very low. The likelihood you got to have a, ser- an, a dishonest server who is currently sick, who is, uh, I'm sure, in the world this is going to happen at some time in the near future, of course, but the chances are very low. I mean, in, in the world somewhere, somebody's getting run over by a car in their front yard. It, it's okay to look at things like, what are the chances of this happening? Well, I'm gonna, if, you're, if you're worried about getting run over by a car in your front yard, you should probably just stay in your house. Yeah. Um, if you're worried about getting going out unvaccinated yeah and stay in your house and all the take out and and if you're if you're insisting on being unvaccinated on not being vaccinated and you're worried about the server lying about their vaccination status right i think that's that's stay. Pretty, that's too many too yeah. many steps there. stay home order take out but when you order take out order directly from the restaurants don't order from grub hub from la bella italia or steinhopper's oh, yeah order from cobalt grill <laughs> In Hilltop, we have very lovely food and very nice packages and bags for you. Stimulus checks. I, I've heard that another round of stimulus checks are coming out. All right, let's talk about it. You got an unemployment supplement where if you're out of out of work, the Virginia Employment Commission, which is well, the state employment commission gives you, I think it's two-thirds of your paycheck that you're getting before, up to a certain amount. There's mm-hmm. a cap. And then I believe it's uh, an additional $300 now that the federal government kicks in I believe per so. week. So it's it's a lot of free money that's been doled out to people through unemployment and stimulus checks, et cetera, et cetera. And what that does to our world, our business, the trickle-down effect is that people don't want to work. So now people are coming back out to eat and they're feeling more safe and they've been vaccinated and now the pressure is on the restaurants that are still open that made it through COVID because a lot of a lot of our 
restaurant friends did not survive. We fortunately are still here, but it puts pressure on us to give the good food and good service that, that our clients were used to before COVID because we have a limited amount of staff because a lot of our staff are no longer working because they're receiving these um, checks from the government, which they don't seem to be stopping any time soon. It's my understanding that those benefits will stop in September sometime. I think some of the other governors around the country have put the kibosh on it already and stopped and their states are getting back to work. People are coming back out to work. We need workers. We understand that some people have had hard times and they need an, a little extra bump or something, but there may be a, a more creative creative way to do it rather than just giving people money to stay home so that they don't work. And thus, when they don't work, we don't have people to serve the clients that are coming out. When I got vaccinated, to go back to this, if, if this is a point, when I got vaccinated, I unnecessarily made an appointment, went into the convention center, Virginia Beach Convention Center. I was the only one there except for you know, a crowd of nurses and um, administrative people. I was the only person getting a vaccine wow. in the whole convention center. Hmm. So it took me the time to walk in and walk through their little maze and then wait to see if I was the 15 minutes. So it was like 18 minutes. So now there's really not a lot of excuse. There's no excuse. Vaccines are readily available to all, all ages, all, everyone. You can go. You can do it at the at Harry's Teeter, the grocery store. You can go to the pharmacy. You can go to the convention center. You can go to the hospital. It is available everywhere. There's no reason for people saying, "Well, I can't get a vaccine, so I can't come to work." So why are people true. still getting compensated to stay home? Why? I, sir, cannot answer that question, and I can't ask the question. Well, there's a the reason. Question. There's a reason, Alvin. Yeah, well, I'm, sure, I, I, I'm sure there is. I, I'm not smart enough to answer it either, but. I'm sure anybody who's listening to, to this, uh, or not anybody, there are people who are listening to this who know the reason, who will say, oh, well, it's because X, because Y. Yeah. Um, well, I, I suspect one of the reasons is that people are making more money staying at home and, and they have no work ethic and they have no moral compass and, and they don't really want to help their society or, or their community by being good, upstanding citizens and going to work. Well, I mean, the, this is going to run out, this, this free money. And then when that runs out, well, let's see, see who gets in line for these jobs and let's see who gets the job. Because not everyone's guaranteed to get a job once it's time for, you know, then we're going to be a little more choosy about who gets hired and for how much they get hired. Well, what about the argument, Alvin, that we just don't pay enough? Well, I, well, I, I, well, I mean, I've had people tell me, seems like to me, if you, if you give benefits and enough pay, mm-hmm. that you won't have a problem with labor. It's not necessarily true. There's, there's only so much money that, i did that a little a, math yeah okay I, I did a little math and i figured out that in order to compete with the government you're up into 30 dollars plus an hour okay i'd like to sign up for that job please yeah and that that's and that's taken into account that there's got to be an incentive you're at a certain amount already to not work so what's the incentive to actually work to get ahead to make a little more money or whatever that incentive so I think you're up into the 30s easily. I, but I, I don't think it's all about money. I think it's about well, wait. enjoying your craft, enjoying what you do, getting job satisfaction, uh, camaraderie with your 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 workmates and that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't think it all boils down to money because at the end of the day, no matter what anyone's getting paid, they always think that they are worth more or could be getting more. Part of what I was looking at along with this is the living wage. Mm-hmm. 
which if you're in the 30s, you're in the neighborhood of three times what the living wage would be for a single person. Throw on, you know, the benefits. Really, the problem is the government money. It's not, I think that's that's the conclusion to that. Okay. Why they're taking it, why it's continuing, that's, that's a whole um, sociological and political debate that I'm not equipped to have. But I agree that eventually, even if the stimulus checks continue to come, yeah. either a society will fall apart or people will just go nuts and have to go to work because they it's the it's because that's what we are as people as humans as, yeah. as a species. Yeah, it, it's going to get tough, and that eventuality apparently is September, which means that this whole summer is going to be rough for hotels and restaurants and boutique stores and anybody who is trying to sell their wares through the summer, which is a busy time for us because we're here. It's a resort city. We're on the we're on the beach, and you don't have enough staff to to help with that. And also, you got to say so. Then there's all this stimulus money. So even the people who are who are sitting at home, not working, collecting stimulus checks and unemployment, they're coming out into society and spending that money too. <laughs> I don't think the ones who are collecting unemployment from Cobalt are coming to Cobalt to eat. But I'm saying they they're going somewhere to eat, and that's putting pressure onto those other restaurants that don't have staff. Well, that's right. I think they go everywhere to eat. There's there's money stimulating the economy, and that's I mean, been given by the government, but it's. It's a pressure for us to serve them. Yeah, yeah. It's and, like and a catch twenty two, or is well, it's it catch forty four. I, I don't perfect, know. What is this? Perfect storm type of thing. Yeah. So what we're building is this whole scenario where, uh, what we're building in this conversation is this whole scenario where we have this money coming from the government going into our into our community. Those people who are receiving the money aren't working. Our workers, our normal workers, our normal people who work for us, are not working. So we're relying on our very few and very appreciated core group of gunslingers who just, right. you know, do it for the craft or yeah. just, and, and there's a pressure on us to, to keep our standards up Yeah, with, we have to do as much as we did before with far fewer resources on, on labor. And on top of this, we've got to do it. They, everybody expects a certain price point and, and our costs are going up. We're having to pay our employees more. We're having to pay more for food. We've got problems with, we had a problem with fuel where where there was an issue with people even getting, you know, getting to us to work, whether, you know, they, they could, didn't have gas in their car or whatever. Right. And we've got to somehow find a way to do all this, um, to make it work, to, to make it work what we have. So, so that comes to me. It's yeah. it comes to menu and service adjustments. Yeah. Well, t- so yeah. So to answer your your question regarding menu. So as a chef, which I still am, I mean, I still cook every day, in and amongst doing all the other things that we have to do. That's my uh, primary passion. So I'm still doing that. But what I've realized is that to serve everybody the best we can do, and to help my staff to make their life easier, my kitchen staff and my service staff, I've had to streamline the menu. So that's kind of twofold. So one way we streamline is for things that package well, because we're still doing a a large takeout business. So we choose menu items that we know travel well, that package well, that still look nice and that still bring our values of um, presentation and taste. And then the other way is we try to do things that, um, streamline the process through dinner service through people coming in. So 
instead of a, some dishes that we used to do that would take five and six pans to, to do one dish, I'm doing different dishes that don't take quite as much labor uh, and that are quicker and easy to get out so people can have their meals quickly. Um, the, the, the cooks and the, the chefs are not taxed too much. And that's where, where I'm going right now. We're just kind of streamlining. So it's a lot of the, the favorites that we know people love and we'll get upset if we take them off the menu. And we're still trying to be creative with specials. Like right now we've got soft shell crabs in, so we're trying to take care of seasonality. But overall, if we had 30 items on our menu before, I'm streaming it down to 16 or 18. So you're streamlining the menu, which, which disappoints some, some guests. Yeah, and, and it does. You know, I had some people in at the weekend, well, hey, do you have this dish? Do you have the crab ravioli? And it was, no, I don't. And I'm, you know, we're not used to saying no, because that's not our thing. We we try to help people as much as we can and, and give them what they want. But when we say no, it's it's tantamount to the customer not being right. It's that it goes back to that same thing. Well, you, if if you, they you, ask for, for a hot dog, you're supposed to come up with a hot dog. Well, I understand, but you can't have all things at all times accessible to all the people as much as we try to do that yeah. you just you just can't do it there'd be mayhem well it waters your product down too it waters your product down and then if they get it one time and then they come back and there's a different chef or a different server there and they ask for the same thing again nobody knows what they're talking about it's just just mayhem there's the menu look at the menu use it if it says it comes with spinach well that's because the chef's created it that way because maybe the spinach tastes better with the duck than asparagus would so just trust the chef if you want to get a side of of asparagus then the sides of asparagus order that too so try to try to keep it keep the menu because these menus are created you know to 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 work well with each other and this is what the chefs have studied so when the chef sees there's a duck he knows that what he's got to put on the plate right and 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 when you're doing with fewer people in the kitchen and you have to communicate all of these little intricacies right it needs to be kept simple, which is exactly why I as well have streamlined our menu. And it disappoints some people, but but the, the truth of the matter is without those without those cuts, yeah, doing what we do with the with the resources we have to do it mm-hmm. and and to meet the expectations, there's really no other option because if we don't do that, then we disappoint a dining room for a restaurant full of people instead right. of just two or three people who are looking right. for particular items. Yeah. Going back to your modifications on items Yeah, and the communication. If you say, Hey, okay, we need it. We need a, whatever uh, uh, you list off the number of, of items that you need, yeah. the, the, the entrees you need, you need a, a chef special, you need a, a salmon entree. A, but a, I'm, I'm not a, even being unreasonable. Or, like we know, like we're used to the sauce on the side now. If you want sauce on the side, that's fine. We, we know that people have allergies or if they're celiacs or, or whatever. You know, we're, we're very sensitive to these things. But, you know, give us a break on the, you know, well, I, I want to have peas instead of carrots. And this and, it's No, just, just order it like the chef's prepared. And if you want something else on the side, you know, then order, order your peas. Order your peas. <laughs> You know, it's, well, just, it's it's almost like uh, getting two it's, meals for the price of one because yeah, and it, it slows it down that extra work. It slows down the whole chain you of know, service. And often, here here's the thing with that: it's it's the um, often it, that particular meal will go out just fine. If, mm-hmm. if I say I want peas instead of carrots, right. and I want um, I want my uh, I don't want the the peas to touch touch the meat, and I don't <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't um, want the whatever. I start doing all these modifications. Yeah. And my food's going to come out fine, but the people that, that check that came in after mine yeah. is going to have to wait 
for all of that communication to happen. Yeah. And, and when you have a, say a two top, the average two top ticket ticket in a kitchen is what five inches long. Mm-hmm. And then you get a bunch of modif- modifications and the thing is, is uh, 18 inches long. That ticket's so long. It's, it's, it's hanging down into the kitchen burners and burners. Yeah. It's, all, it's just, it's just crazy. But anyway, so we asked that, that clients be a little more um, thoughtful when they're coming out to order because we are stressed with a skeleton crew of staff in the kitchen and on the floor. So just ordering from the menu as it's structured makes things easier for all of us. Another thing that I think makes things easier is it's important for us to know the comments, complaints, comments, compliments, whatever. Feedback. Feedback is, is very important. But in my opinion... And I think you agree. Some guests find it necessary to give us management advice. <laughs> yes. And, and, and you know what they, they're usually people who have never owned a restaurant before. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I owned a car. I owned a car lot for 35 years and, and, and we would never have, have people wait on, on, on their car. We'd bring it right around for them. Yeah. So why are we waiting? Uh, 20 minutes for a well-done steak. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it comes down to the way your your waiters communicate with your kitchen. If you had some sort of a communication system that, that would, yeah. I, I heard this go on and on. Yeah. I, I went out to dinner the other day, or I'm sorry, it was lunch the other day, and I sat for an hour having lunch while I listened to somebody explain to two managers and a server how they could better run the kitchen. So meanwhile, not a, so not, meanwhile, the chef is back there. Yeah, with he's got a dishwasher. He's showing how to how to work the line. Mm-hmm. He's got his um his nephew washing dishes. Who's you know he grabbed from his his sister and said, "Hey, I need the, I need your kid today." Yeah, because his dishwasher called up and said, "Um, you know, I'm not going to come into work today because we've got a a, a video game with I got to meet my friends on the chat and or I've got to go to the bank and catch my my stimulus check." <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so now this, this, these customers are tying up two servers and a manager. Who, two managers and a server. Who have much better things to do. And this guy probably ordered a Weldon steak. Is, is concerned that it didn't reach him in 20 minutes. Didn't order an appetizer that he could be eating and talking with his guests while that Weldon steak was being cooked. You know what my advice would be to them. And, and, I have, and I'm not one to kick people out of my restaurant. Although I, I have done this on occasion. On on a few occasions where it's been warranted. But my advice is stay home. You know, everything is not going to be super perfect, but if you feel that you can grill a steak and you can do it right and better than anyone else, then stay home and do that. I think that's fine advice for you to give. (laughs) (laughs) Alvin, I know know both of us, in addition to streamlining our menus have had to change our hours because uh, for example, Bella Italia, my guys there have been working so hard and they've been doing it seven days a week. And I had to reduce to five days a week to give these guys a couple of days off. Yep. I understand we're in the same boat. Um, the stress and the strain and the pressure was just too much on our front and back of the house staff. So we've actually uh, stopped doing lunches as of last week until uh, we can ramp up again and get more staff and give everyone days off instead of just working them constantly. So right now that's the sacrifice. And you've also reduced to Tuesday through yeah, Saturday. We're, yeah. We're Tuesday through Saturday. So we're, we're, we're closed Sunday, Mondays. So yeah, it's. And I'll bet I'll tell you it's closed Monday and Tuesday. So there's no good place to eat except for Steinhopers on a Monday. <laughs> you, 
It's the only place. <laughs> Just Steinhobers. <laughs> and Alvin, I hear you're seeking a hobby. Is this what we were talking about yesterday? Yeah, you got all this extra time to have to engage in a no, hobby. No, I, I, I don't have extra time. But what I, what I find is that the extra time that I have, I end up doing work things, and I, I just don't think that's fair to you know my family. So, okay, so let's say for so instance, so you decide to set up a, a DJ set in your basement. No, well, and that's fair to your family. Well, no, I've had the <laughs> DJ set in the basement for like over a year, but I've just never had. A chance or opportunity to get on and, and, and use it on the ones and twos on the ones and twos because instead of doing that what i'll do is i'll do an email for burger night or i'll i'll you know set up the specials for the next day or something it's always work related and i'm like this is this is crazy you can't and so uh, and i kind of realize this and your family of, should enjoy your good stylings of music of as well course, as course the, the, they'll be dancing and they'll be joyous and i'll be and i'll be getting to do something different yeah Normal people have hobbies. We we just work all the time, and it's it's. I don't think it's good. I agree. It's not I, I think it's not healthy. It's good to have a good work ethic. I'm not so sh- sure it's good to be workaholics and just be doing work all the time. Yeah, well, pretty much my uh, my hobbies lately have been work related tinkering. That's what I was saying to you. I said, no, you need to do something else. You like boating or yachting or whatever it is. I like all that stuff. Yeah, so so do that instead of you know figuring out how to locks on the walk-in or whatever it is that you've been doing in your spare time not that you have vast amounts of spare time but do something that's different go out you know what i do i go out in the garden which also is work so the farm oh, yeah. the farm, yeah, the, you go and garden and, the farm and pick is vegetables good. and but, put them in a basket and but, bring I, them to cobalt grill and but i do it with my daughter and she likes to pick the lettuce and we do that together so that's kind of cool so that's kind of half work and half uh fun we're trying to find a balance here gardening ones and twos yeah ones and twos and you? Like I said, my hobby has, like you said, I've been messing around with the electronic door locks, <laughs> and I've got, uh, uh, I'm redoing the some pieces of the computer network, and I'm putting in cameras in certain places yeah, and re- sounds, replacing cameras. Sounds like work. It is, but it's it's interesting and t- you know it it lets my mind. You need a tan. You should go it. lay out by the on the beach or something. It's gonna create shade for other people. <laughs> <laughs> For the uneducated listener, on on your DJ uh, yeah. lingo, what exactly are ones and twos? Well, the ones and twos refer to turntables. So um, back in the day, for people to play music, they would have two turntables, usually Technics or something. So there's one and then there's two. And you play the, the first music and then the, you get the second one lined up and then you kind of fade it in because you, you have um, beats per minute. And then you have a similar song, and then that way you mix it in. It's a smooth transition from song A to song B. So those are the. See, I just the had the Fisher that, Price one. That, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. But we play the we play the one played on different speeds. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a little more complex. And I suspect nowadays they, they, it's, it's all on laptops or on your Apple Watch or something. But but I'm kind of old school, so I've got a microphone set up. I've got my my uh, my mixer, my boards, got my speaker, and I'm I'm all set up and ready to go. Alvin, we've done our best to try to figure out, unfold where we are right now. Our next milestone comes out with the new guidance right around the corner. That's right. And what we also need to do is, uh, personally, you and I need to get back on the the podcast trail because we have been a little bit remiss because we've both been so busy with our restaurants. But we, we, we promise to do more podcasts, right? We do. That's a promise. Yeah. And it's not a hobby for us, but it is therapy. 
It is a hobby. Well, it, it's a hobby. We should have mentioned that in our hobbies. Yeah, it's, it's a hobby. It's therapy. It's what we do. We like to stay in touch with with our uh, restaurant family and our restaurant people. Right. And I'm Brady. And I'm Alvin. And this is The, the Check. Check.